The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome to the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs continue their preparation for Sunday night's contest against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Wednesday, and we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and tight end Travis Kelsey. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes, then we'll take a quick timeout and we'll wrap things up with Travis Kelsey. Here's Andy Reid. Everybody practiced today. Look for the challenge of playing Pittsburgh. We we know they're a good football team, and um, they've got they've got great players. They've got a great coach and great organization. So we've got to make sure we have a good week of preparation this week. Go through the process to be ready to play them. So that time, yours. Let's go next to Herbie Tiope. Go to Herbie. Hey, coach. Good afternoon. You mentioned everybody practiced today. Um, Tyreek Hill, Edwards Lair, uh, Daryl Williams. How they look to you out there, and how optimistic are you as the days progress uh, for Sunday? Yeah, I mean, um, they they worked and they looked they look good today. We'll just we'll see how it goes here the rest of the week. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. What's Sam? Hey, Andy. Hi, Sam. Um, a lot in 2019, and then obviously in last year's Super Bowl, you guys faced teams that you had seen in the regular season. Um, when that's when that's the case, in your experience, how similar are the concepts do you see again the second time around? How different is it, and how does that affect your preparation for the week? Yeah, there, I mean, listen, there's always change that takes place. So um, I would expect that from Pittsburgh um, and just like I do from our the teams we play in, in the AFC West. So uh, you play a team twice, you're going to throw some different wrinkles at them. Um, you know, so we'll, you, know, you just don't study – uh, the last couple games, you study the whole season when you go into something like this. Adam Teicher, go down. Hey, Andy, you um, obviously knew Melvin Ingram well, um, having played against him for a bunch of times over the years. But now, just wondering what you've learned about him um, now that you've been—he's been on your side for the last several games. Yeah, listen, he, he's done a nice job. For us, um, every situation is different. He uh, he's come here and he's added some uh, good senior leadership to the uh, to the defense, uh, along with the other good leaders that we have. So, um, but it's worked out. It's worked out well for him, and uh, we're glad we have him. <clears throat> 
Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up. Uh, Coach, uh, during the course of the season, we, we've heard you, you know, especially Steve, talk about, uh, you know, we're going to need everybody, right? And and we have a package for this guy, and we have a package for that guy. Is there a difference between, hey, the regular season is a marathon, and it is a matter of, you know, because it is such a long year, dividing up those reps and snaps for guys, but now there's maybe a little more sprinting, and you narrow down, uh, you know, how many – how many guys are actually going to be uh, going to play and how much more you focus maybe the game plan on, on the top guys for lack of a better term. Yeah. So you, you definitely understand that it's single elimination. And um, <clears throat> so when you go through, uh, you're going to do what you think is best. I, I'm not going to say it narrows it down, but you, you're going to narrow it down to that team, what you think is best and then, uh, and then run it. It doesn't really matter if it's offense, defense, special teams, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> All right. And then uh, we heard you, t you know, talk uh, several weeks ago about, you know, on Sunday, you kind of look ahead to you, you, when it's a late game, you use that time to look ahead to, to future opponents. Does that apply? Do you, do you have to start digging in, even not knowing if you're going to get a chance to advance or does it work differently uh, when it's when it's single elimination? Uh, right now, it's just all Pittsburgh. So, uh, you know, it takes right now, it takes every bit of effort that you have to make sure you're ready for. Uh, for this for this football team, I and mean, they're a good football team. So, four more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Um, Mike Tomlin told me earlier today that he learned a lot in that one year that he spent with Chile up in, in Minnesota. Um, just wondering, you do, do you see any similarities? Anything that you see in Mike Tomlin that's that reminds you of yourself and some of the success that you both have shared? Well, listen, he's a heck of a football coach. He's also a friend. I've got to know him over the years. Um, so I <laughs> I don't know that. I, I just, I know I, I enjoy being around him. Um, and he, he's been very, very successful at what he, what he does. So, um, and I know he and Brad are very close to him. So um, Eric Bienemy was on that side. I mean, they, there are a lot of people that kind of intertwine that we're on that staff and um you know we all feel like we've known each other for a while so yeah let's go next to pete sweeney go pete hey coach i know you guys are, are going to see about clyde edwards elair but in his absence really you've had a lot of contributions uh, at the running back position is it safe to say it could be a committee hot hand type of whoever's playing best because it's the postseason it may maybe the one you guys go with well we've kind of you know, we've kind of done that throughout here, just roll guys in and everybody's had their little role uh, with the offense. And um, and so uh, we'll keep doing that. We try to keep guys fresh and the best you possibly can, you know, against a real, really good defense. Um, so we it won't be any different than during the season where we did that. <clears throat> Last two, we'll go James and then Joe. Go ahead, James Palmer. Hey Andy, I'm, I'm curious about over your years with, with Travis and, and his understanding of defenses and leverage over the years that, that when you guys come up with these ways to put defenses in compromising situations, how much input does he does he have when you guys are working things out since he has such a great feel for it, you know? Yeah, no, listen, we listen to him. Uh, uh, we kind of know by now what he likes and feels comfortable with. So we try to work it in where he, he doesn't have to worry too much about all that. And, uh, but absolutely. I mean, we listen to really all the guys that have been with us and 
uh, nobody's been here longer than Trev and, and um, literally. And so uh, he has a right to um, suggest things too. We'll last to Joe Drake. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, Coach, how are you today? Good, thank you. A question about Patrick. He comes off a defeat in the Super Bowl, an injury. He's a new father, a new set of circumstances. What have you seen as far as maturity from him or anything different this season than seasons before? Uh, well, no. I mean, he's grown before our eyes. I think uh, all of us, without too much of a cliche here, but he – He's a young guy. He came here as a young guy. He's still not old in our comparison, you know, in our comparison. But he's, he's, um, you know, he's mature for his age, and he continues to um, uh, experience these things of life uh, that, that kind of present themselves when you're when you are famous and when you uh, when you are a new dad. Uh, all the things Ben's already gone through, you know, and and. Uh, um, he's kind of experiencing now, just like what Ben went through and some of these other quarterbacks. But they're, they're, uh, that's a unique position because you you have uh, you're you're the face of the organization, and so um, you know that's uh, it's important how you handle that. And he he does such a nice job with it, and we're grateful that he's a mature kid. Hey, Patrick. Um, just looking at Melvin Ingram, I know he's on the other side of the ball, but I'm I'm curious when when you were um, playing games against him, how you had to account for him and if you might be able to elaborate on what you think he's brought to you guys. Yeah. I mean, um, he's definitely a leader. I mean, he's, he's someone that's a, he's a vet. He understands how to play the game. Um, you know, how to play it the right way. And uh, I mean, he's a mismatch out there. I mean, he's just as good in the run as he is uh, against the pass. Um, and so he can play every single down. He can, he can go out there and play with his presence, uh, kind of bring everybody along. And uh, he's been a great uh, addition to the D-line room. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Patrick, um, I was wondering if there, there are things you know about playoff football now that you didn't know, say, before that um, Tennessee game, that Tennessee playoff game your rookie year, or even the Colts game the next year. And, Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the the first thing you kind of realize is that uh, at any moment, one one play can change uh, really the entire game. And I, I know it's like that in the regular season, but playoff it even playoffs it even goes to a different level. Um, uh, you you know that one play can change. Uh, it can really end your season or keep it going. So uh, you try to limit your mistakes as much as possible, knowing that it's going to be a battle to the very end uh, every single playoff game. Okay, I mean, do you have any stories, the things that happened, and that you how you learned these lessons? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you look back at that Tennessee game that my first year. I mean, there was little plays here and there. I remember uh, the touchdown that Mariota threw where he hit, he got slapped down. He ended up catching for a touchdown. Um, the the tackle by Derek Johnson early in the game that where it was a fumble and then it, and ended up uh, saying the forward progress was stopped. Um, those little plays changed the outcome of that game, and so uh, you know that those little things uh, they, they matter. You have to make sure you really focus on the details, do what you can in order to to find a way to win a game. Next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Patrick, I know you guys are coming off a, a Denver game where, you know, you wish you were a little bit more consistent. You only had a limited Tyree kill on that game. Uh, it seemed from some of his dancing and the warm-ups today, he should be okay. What do you What do you think you gain? What were you missing? What do you think you gain from having Tyree kill uh, potentially a, a full go on, on Sunday? 
Yeah, I mean, he's a special player. He makes the defense account for everybody. I mean, uh, the fact that they have his speed on the field, um, it makes defenses play different coverages. Uh, they, they know that they can't put him in man-on-man situations because of, of how talented he is. Um, but I thought guys stepped up. McCole played a great game. Um, other guys stepped up, made some big catches and some big moments. Um, and that's, that's the great thing about this team is whenever guys' numbers get called, they've stepped up and made plays happen. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Brad, I'll have a couple things. Um, Patrick, to follow up on what you said with Adam, I mean, just, just learning those things, the finer details and how quickly a game can change, does that affect the way you enter a playoff game at all? I mean, obviously, I assume you want to be yourself and what's gotten you here and what's been successful, but does it change anything? I think you just have to bring a little bit different intensity. Um, obviously, you go through the same process that you would do every single week of the entire season because um, you want to treat every single week like, I mean, it could be your, it could be your last. Um, but uh, you, go, you go through the week the same way, but when you get to that playoff game day, you have a little bit of uh, different intensity knowing that every play is critical. It can really change, end your season by making a mistake. Um, but at the same time, you want to be loose, you want to have fun, and you want to enjoy it because, um, I mean, you don't, you don't know how many more of these games you're going to get in the playoffs, and I want to make sure I'm ready, uh, ready to enjoy all of them. And the second one something I asked Andy, um, but you're seeing a team that you face in the regular season. You did that in 2019. You did that, obviously, in last year's Super Bowl. I realize you do that with division opponents. Um, but as far as your preparation, do you prepare to see a lot of what you've seen before, or does your experience tell you to, to prepare to see a lot of different things than what you've seen before? I think, I mean, I think you have to prepare for both. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're going to take away the stuff that they did, they did good against us, um, and then they're going to try to change stuff that they didn't have as much success with. Um, so, I mean, uh, they have a, they have a lot of good, really good coaches over there. They have a lot of really good players, um, and they've played in playoff games. They understand that how to change stuff up. They understand to go back to what they're great at. Um, and so we're expecting a, a battle. Um, and we're, we'll be ready to go, and we're going to try to find answers for everything because they're going to throw uh, all different pitches to us. Um, and we have to be able to respond and have success uh, as much as possible. Let's go next to James Palmer. Go, James. Patrick, so much of how you play the game is that second play that defenses prepare for. But at the same time, when you have a pass rusher like like T.J. Watt, it's almost like that second effort that maybe you have to prepare for, right? You might make a miss once, but you're not done with him. Is there a different approach with a guy that has kind of that relentless motor as a pass rusher when you're trying to buy time and make something happen? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a special player. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know what runs in that family, but, they, I mean, they're, they have great football players over there. And uh, and you said it. I mean, TJ's not only special as far as the way he can bend and get to the quarterback, but the what the effort that he plays with. Um, and uh, they have a lot of guys like that over there, Cam Hayward, uh, Highsmith. I mean, they have a lot of guys that play hard, extended long plays, not making a bad play happen. I mean, those guys will be kind of around me the whole time as far as following the play. So don't – when I when I kind of scramble – We're starting with Darren. Go ahead, Darren Smith. Hey Patrick, uh, this kind of this is kind of a twofold question, but look, uh, you played seventeen games this year. Obviously, I think in your MVP year, you played sixteen games. What have you been doing to keep yourself healthy, and obviously making sure that uh, when they had the little outbreak, uh, that you you know kind of avoided that. But then, and then also, uh, because you're going up against Big Ben, this could potentially be his last year. You played eighteen seasons. You know what would that mean for you to quote unquote end his career Saturday uh, Sunday night? Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't even thought about it like that. I mean, um, I mean, he's a he's a an all time all time great quarterback that's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Um, but he's still playing great football right now. If you look at the big throws that he's made to keep their season alive, we know it's going to be a great challenge for us. Not not just him, but that entire team. Um, they they have an attitude about them. They have a mindset that they play with. So we're not taking them lightly at all. 
Um, I mean, they're, they're a team that, uh, that has beat a lot of really good football teams. Um, and so uh, uh, to get to play against Big Ben, it's an honor for me. I mean, he's a great football player. Um, and then as far as myself, uh, I mean, I've just been I've been doing whatever I can to try to stay healthy as I possibly can. Uh, that's learning from uh, stuff I did in the past, eating eating better, trying to get more sleep, which is harder when you have a little baby at home. Um, but doing whatever I can to kind of keep myself available for the team. And uh, we've done a good job so far, knock on wood, but uh, I'm trying to keep it up and uh, keep that thing rolling. Last two will go Joe and then Todd. Go ahead, Joe. Patrick, uh, you came into this season off a tough defeat, an injury. You're a new father. Did you approach this differently than you had in previous seasons? And I am going to have a follow-up, Brad. Yeah, so um, I, I didn't necessarily approach the season in a different way, but I've definitely learned different things as the season's gone on. Um, trying to find times where I can be at home and be with uh, Sterling and hanging out with her, uh, but still at the same time getting in all the work that I have to do. So if that's getting to bed a little bit earlier, um, and getting up in the building a little bit earlier just so I can make sure that I, I'm getting all the work that I've usually done and still get to spend that time with her. I mean, it's just little stuff like that. I mean, uh, I, I still have the same mindset. I have the same process that I go through each and every week. Um, but uh, trying to find those little moments where I can spend a little bit more time with her is always something that I prioritize. And, you know, I'm a Kansas City native, grew up with the Chiefs. I understand uh, what the Chiefs and what you mean to that community. Has that made you change your behavior a little bit, or is there a pressure always there that you feel? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, for me, I've always been myself. Um, and that's why I think uh, I've gotten along with Kansas City so well, is they really enjoy just letting me be who I am, letting me uh, be a part of the, their community, such a home-type feel. Um, with with great people, and that's why I, I've, I'm here for the long run. I mean, uh, to be in Kansas City with the, these people, uh, Chiefs Kingdom, uh, I mean, I, I'm really, really excited to be here for a long time. We'll go last to Todd Palmer. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, hey, Patrick. You've talked a lot about execution or, or in various games lack of it this season. Was the Pittsburgh game an example of some of the best execution you guys have had? Uh, and also – kind of along with that when you had so much success in a game like that do you do you want to keep most elements of a game plan since it worked so well the first time around uh, I think with any game it's kind of like when you play a division opponent you keep a little bit of stuff here and there but you have to come with a different a different game plan for sure I mean uh uh they're gonna they're gonna go through and they're gonna watch the game plan and try to take away that stuff that we had success with the first time so uh we'll definitely have some some elements of it there but we'll have definitely stuff to go off of what we had the, the week before um, um, or the, the game before. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we had a great game that, that day uh, where we executed at a very high level. Um, but um, this is a good defense. I mean, they're, they're going to come with, uh, with answers. They have great coaches that have coached for a long time and had a ton of success. Um, so we know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a battle for us each and every play. And we'll come in with the mindset knowing that uh, if we don't play our best football, we won't, we'll be at home the next week. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Prop G Podcast. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You just heard from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Now we'll finish things up with Travis Kelsey. Travis, uh, you had to miss this Steelers game last time out. You were on that COVID list. Can you take us through that week and what it was like to try to get back ready and how frustrating was it to have to watch a game and just tweet about it instead of playing in it? Um, yeah, no, it was a, it was a pretty frustrating time. I, I think that, you know, even though uh, I had some symptoms, it was nothing that would have ever kept me out of uh, – being in the facility practicing and then going and playing in a game. So it was pretty frustrating uh, to not just go out there with my guys. But then once the uh, game actually happened, uh, I had some fun watching, watching us, you know, go to work. Cause it was, uh, it was, we were hitting on all cylinders, you know, when, uh, when the chiefs are hitting on all cylinders, man, we, uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. So next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Travis, hope you're doing well. Uh, this season has been a lot of ups and downs and you fought through a lot of adversity, including yourself and, you know, with the COVID and everything going on. Where do you feel that the team has learned through the adversity in this season that makes you believe that you guys are primed for another Super Bowl run? And how have you been able to take care of yourselves physically throughout this entire longer season? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it was the first the first time that, you know, I can remember ever playing, you know, 18 or not ever remember. But the first time we ever played 18 weeks, you know, 17 actual games. Um, and I think that, uh, over the past few years, being able to play in the postseason, um, we kind of had an understanding of what that last game was going to feel like. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, through the ups and downs of any, any season, coach Reed has always done a great job at giving us, presenting us challenges week in, week out. And it's uh, no different than this week. Uh, playoffs are here. Everybody's got to get juiced up and motivated to, you know, put everything aside, man. We got five weeks to try and, you know, achieve the ultimate goal of winning the Super Bowl and, and, and one week at a time. And this week is the Steelers to just, you know, grind out, make sure that we, uh, we got all the answers for anything that they could do. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Travis, simple question for me. This will be your uh, 13th postseason game in your career. Uh, what do you love most uh, about playing in postseason compared to the regular season? Um, just the opportunity to, to keep playing the game. You know, there's a lot of teams that, that won't be out there this week. Um, and, um, you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be here in Kansas city and have the success that we've had over the, over, uh, my entire nine years in the league. Um, and you know, I just, uh, try and take advantage of those opportunities, man. Cause not everybody gets them. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, uh, Travis, you know, there was a, a stretch there where it seemed like, you know, everything was going against you guys, you know, some self-inflicted wounds. I know you guys talked about getting back to it. What, what did you guys do when it comes to like on your end, you know, for drops or, or different things like that, when it just felt like the whole world was working against you, do you work more? Do you work less? Is it one of those things that, you know, I get baseball, they, they have a, a, a phrase where they say, try easier, you know, like, like maybe you're overdoing it. Uh, mm -hmm. As you look back, you guys kind of work through that. Uh, how, how did you come through that, that stage? Well, I think I just mentioned kind of how Coach Reed, week in, week out, uh, keeps presenting guys with challenges. You know, he presents the team with a challenge. Um, when he's installing plays on the offensive side, he presents every individual with a certain challenge that week. Um, and in terms of the drops and the mistakes, 
the self-inflicted wounds. That's just focus, man. It's and 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 what are we locked in on? Are we are we doing stuff in in practice so that you know we can uh, instinctually play the game the right way um, and not hurt the team? Uh, and that's that's really been the biggest thing is just you know where's our focus and um, and and are we presenting you know the the other team with uh, with the difficulty of uh, always trying to react to what we're doing on the offense side of the ball. And that's, that's really where it's been all season. And um, like I said, coach Reed just presents those challenges for us and all the coaches really do that both offensively and defensively. Sarin, did you have a follow-up? There you go. You're on muted now. Sorry about that, Brad. Uh, thank you. Uh, overall, I know you talked about the, the the time length of the season. What about the time length of, of like the last three or four seasons, right? The cumulative effect of you guys, two Super Bowl runs, an AFC championship. You played more games than anybody. Uh, is the offseason enough to recharge your batteries, or is there a cumulative effect from from playing this deep into to, to the year so many times in a row? Man, I'm, uh, I'm just juiced up to get another week to play football, man. I don't, I don't think about any of those kind of things. Um, you know, at this point in the season, everybody is dealing with something, uh, and, and in terms of like discomfort or injury, or just trying to power through some, uh, some things that might be nagging on them. And, you know, from there, you just gotta, you know, work through it, make sure that you, uh, you stick to the, the fundamentals and the routines that you've had all season, try not to fall astray to, to a lot of the little things that you do, uh, so that you can just go out there and fly around and have fun, man. And, um, Yeah. When uh, when you're in the playoffs, man, you don't make any excuses like what uh, what's happened in past, man. You just you uh, you put your head down and you just go. Go next to Herbie Tiope. Go to Herbie. Hey Travis, you've got a lot of records, uh, and I know you don't really look too much at, at what your individual accomplishments are, but you have one that was broken this year by uh, your teammate Tyreek Hill just two games ago. What was your reaction to him uh, breaking your record, and how much playful joking was going on between the two of y'all when you did it? Um, I think I, I said it when he uh, when he got the record that uh, that one's just, it's supposed to be held by a wide receiver. You know what I mean? The tight end, you know, isn't always the vocal point in the offense. And I think that uh, Tyreek has done an unbelievable job over the course of his career of keep, you know, taking this game to the next level. And sure enough, you see him start to break in rec- not not only breaking records, but setting records uh, earlier on in his career. Um, and he's just going to keep taking off, man. It's, uh, it's it's so fun to play with him. Um, can't say enough about the guy in terms of who he is on and off the field, man. One of my favorite teammates. We've got three more quick ones here, guys, starting with Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Travis, uh, coach talked about seeing Patrick grow up behind, uh, before his eyes. You've grown up alongside of him. He comes in here, new father, off an injury, off a disappointing loss. Have you noticed any difference this season than previous ones? Um, in, in terms of Patrick, um, yes, in terms of Patrick and his maturity or things he does different. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is seeing, uh, seeing just how much in terms of the, the load of the offense, how much we're putting on his shoulders week in, week out to understand what defenses are doing, knowing that we're getting a lot of variety of different coverages thrown at us because of. How, how successful we've been and how hard it is to, you know, get uh, get lined up against a Coach Reed uh, style offense. And um, I think uh, how much we put into Pat, he just keeps growing with it. And that's where the maturity comes is the understanding of what the other side of the ball is doing and uh, the instinctual ability to know where to go with the ball week in, week out. Um, Pat's a tough guy. So when it comes to injuries or discomfort and stuff like that, 
Um, I don't think that's ever going to try ever going to slow him down. He's, he kind of just mentally pat, uh, pushes through that kind of stuff and uh, stays accountable for the guys around him. Last two, we'll go Vahe and then Steve. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Travis. Uh, I'll have a quick follow-up also, Brad. Um, I, I just wonder if you can recall how much did you uh, did you ever block Melvin Ingram the last few years, and what, what kind of assignment was that when you did tangle with him? Then I'll have the follow-up, Brad. I think it was my first first seven years, first eight years playing. I had to get him at least twice a year. Um, but, man, I'm glad he's on our team. I'll tell you that much. He, he just has the entire package, man. I call I said it when he when he came here, man. Anytime you add a juice man or just a, an ultimate competitor like him, uh, it doesn't matter what sport you put that guy in. He he's got a great feel of being a competitor and and especially uh, playing with teammates. And he that's why he fit the mold so perfect when he got here. Um, both his energy on the field and and who he is on on the field in terms of playmaker. I mean, it was it was a perfect match, and I'm definitely glad to have him here and having having to go against him twice a year. And just the, the follow-up really is, you know, do you have the feeling that we do too, that in some ways he helped reset the defense and enable Chris to go back inside and kind of has had a pretty big ripple effect? The swag champ, man. You bring you bring a guy with that much juice and that much swagger about himself, um, a, a perennial all-star throughout his entire career. I mean, that's a, that's a odd. I mean, that makes everybody play better. It, it is. It, it, and you saw it immediately how much more fun the guys were having. I mean, not, not that, you know, we weren't on that, track to getting better I, I do believe that we have we had a lot of guys that were you know um figuring it out both offensively and defensively and sure enough um when he came in it's it's kind of like yeah everybody started clicking even more last one to steve walls go ahead, steve swag champ i love it man uh travis how you doing man living the dream brother hey uh you guys know what it take what, what it what the feeling was to to win a super bowl and also to lose a super bowl as well uh, i know at the beginning of this season some of the guys said hey we're going to use the the loss uh, in last year's super bowl as motivation you know to get back to to the super bowl again now at this point in the season you know going into the, the playoffs are you guys still using that as motivation i mean it's in the back of my back of my mind i think uh for the most part it's a new year man you got to focus on the things that you got uh going on uh this season um, how we've got to where we are and, you know, how we can keep striving to get better every single game. Um, but at the end of the day, that thought's always in the back of our mind that, yeah, we, uh, we're we on a goal to, you know, prove ourselves, you know, that we are who we who we think we are, we are who we know we are. And uh, and that's Super Bowl champs, man. And that's just how you got to – that's how you got to roll. You can't think about it, but um, just know that it's in the back of your mind every time you go to work.